father of circumcision, speaking of Abraham, he was a father of circumcision to them who are not of the circumcision only, but who also walk in the steps of that faith of our father Abraham, which he had being yet uncircumcised. So, in other words, Abraham had uh, faith in God prior to circumcision, which was a sign of his covenant with God. And God made a covenant with Abraham. And so he had faith prior to, and he had faith after circumcision as well. Again, which was a representation of his covenant with God. So he says that we also, who walk in the steps of that faith of our father Abraham, praise God, we can uh, have a relationship with God, a covenant with God, and we can, by faith, follow the same steps. Uh, that Abraham followed. And so we're going to look at some of those steps today because we're going to see it uh, outlined in Scripture here. And so uh, Abraham followed very simple steps of faith to receive the fulfillment of God's promise in his life. And when we know that it is God's will to heal us, we can also follow these steps of faith to receive healing for our physical body. So I said when we know that it is God's will... To heal us, then we can follow these simple steps to receive healing for our physical body. And so we have in our study of the Word, uh, in previous lessons on Sunday morning is uh, primarily, but uh, we've been studying on Sunday nights as well, some on Wednesday nights, on the subject of healing, different aspects of healing. But our f- primary focus on Sunday morning was healing in redemption. That healing was provided in the redemptive work of Jesus Christ. And so understanding that what Jesus did for us on the cross in his death, his resurrection, what he did for us has been provided for us. And so therefore now healing is provided. If we understand that healing is provided in redemption, then we are confident that it is God's will to heal us. Just like he bore our sin on the cross, he also bore our sickness on the cross. Just like he redeemed us from the curse of sin, he also redeemed us from the curse of sickness and disease. So therefore, it must be, and it is, God's will to heal us. Well, it is God's will, it is God's provision. (coughs) However, in order for us to receive it, then we still have to follow some steps of faith. And so all the promises of God in him are yes and amen, but we actually have to add our amen of faith. Uh, In other words, it's all done in Jesus. It's all provided in and through him, but in order to receive it personally in our lives, then we have to add our amen of faith and exercise our faith to receive what God has provided for us, just like salvation. Salvation was provided for us, no doubt, based on the Word of God. Uh, It was provided for us, but we have to add our amen of faith. We have to believe in our heart that God raised Jesus from the dead, confessed Jesus as Lord with our mouth, and received divine healing or or salvation in our lives, right? Same is the way we receive healing as well. So all the provision of God must be received by faith. And so that's why faith is a central subject in the Scripture and is an important uh, uh, subject for us to have a good understanding, good grasp 
upon so that we can receive what God has provided in all different areas of our life. And since our focus is on divine healing, that is what we will focus on today in the area of faith. How do we receive it? And so let's look at uh, beginning with verse 16 now. It says, therefore, it is a faith that it might be by grace. To the end, the promise might be sure to all the seed. The promise might be sure to all the seed, not to that only which is of the law, but to that also which is of the faith of Abraham, who is the father of us all. And so it is a promise. The promises of God are sure to all, anyone who will believe. Let's go to verse 17. As it is written, I've made thee a father of many nations before him whom he believed, even God, who quickeneth the dead and calleth those things which be not as though they were. As it is written. He says, as it is written, I have made thee a father of many nations. Of course, that goes back to uh, the Old Testament where God actually said to Abraham, I have made thee a father of many nations. He made a declaration to Abraham. He actually changed Abraham's name. He changed from Abram to Abraham. And Abraham meaning a father of a multitude or a father of many nations. So he actually changed his name, changed his identity. But you know, he had to accept that, didn't he? And that's where our faith comes into play. God has given us a promise. Uh, He has uh, actually identified us differently than what we used to be identified. Praise God. And so he sees us the way he sees us. Then we need to see us the way he sees us. And so the promise of God is sure to all the seed. It is sure to anyone, and it will work for anyone. God's no respect of persons. The Word of God works for everyone the same. It's not like, well, if you're a preacher, it all works for you. Well, just follow me around for a little while. No, I have to do it just like you have to do it. You know, anybody has to do it. Somebody, uh, it, it would be nice if we could just have this automatic uh, pass But if I could do that for myself, I'd sure like for you to have it as well. Just all of us have this automatic pass. No, we all have to act on the word personally for our own lives. Praise God. So he says in this verse, as it is written, I have made thee a father of many nations. So we need to go to what's written. Because the promises of God are written. So the first step to uh, actually receiving healing or any other promise of God, uh, is know God's word, know that it is God's will, and then ask for healing. Know God's word, know that it is God's will, and that's why we have endeavored to go through the redemptive side of healing, to have clear knowledge and understanding that it is God's will. So know God's word, know that it is God's will to heal you, then After establishing that, ask for healing. When we say ask for healing, we would say ask based on if you're receiving the promise of God or want to walk in divine healing or health, uh, you could ask based on Mark 11, 24. What does it say? What things soever you desire. Now, that would be a desire, wouldn't it, to be healed? And uh, a desire to be healed. So he said, what things soever you desire... When you pray, 
When you pray, believe that you receive them or believe that you have received them. Other translations say, believe that you have received them and what? You shall have them. In other words, one translation says it this way. Believe you got it and you'll get it. Now, you can't, you can't get any simpler than that, can you? Just believe you got it and you'll get it. Well, to some people, that sounds like a contradiction. Believe you got it and you'll get it. Well, believe you got it and you'll get it. In other words, faith is believing you have something that you don't see. Hebrews 11, 1 says, Now faith is the substance of things, what? Hopeful evidence of things not seen. So things that you do not see, you believe that you have received them. All right, so when you pray, that's when you believe. You don't believe 10 10 months down the road. You believe when you pray. What do you believe? Believe that you have received the things that you have desired and prayed for. So then, knowing that it is God's will to heal you and having God's word or God's promise for that then gives you confidence when you pray that you believe that you have received. And what does he say here in this verse again? Verse 17. Verse 17, as it is written, so we've established what's written, that it's God's will to heal us, the promises of God. As it is written, I have made thee a father of many nations. So God declared that he was the father of many nations when he had no kids. Notice the way he said it. He said, I have made thee. I have made thee a father of many nations. So he declared it before it was naturally manifest. So many years before Abraham had the promise fulfilled in his life. So here he says, I have made thee the father of many nations before him, or actually in the sight of him, even God who quickens the dead. Quickens the dead, uh, King James word quicken is used often in the New Testament, especially you see this word quicken, you see it in the old as well. But this word quicken simply means give life to, or give life to the dead. All right, so God who gives life to the dead. And what else does he do? This is God. And calls those things which be not as though they were. He calls the things that be not as though they were. He calls the things that, let me just give it to you in another translation, New American Standard Bible says, he calls into being that which does not exist. God calls into being that which does not exist. So he's calling it into existence. Now, I'm going to read it to you out of a note uh, in the New American Standard Bible, it says literally, it means cause the things which do not exist as existing. Cause the things that do not exist as existing. So then, in the Spirit, hallelujah, in the Spirit, things that do exist in the Spirit but don't exist in the natural. When God calls it into being, All right, let me give you a for example. Maybe this will help you. Uh, Jesus was a lamb slain before the foundation of the world. God declared it. He was a lamb slain before the foundation of the world. Well, there wasn't even a need for redemption before the foundation of the world. 
But God in his uh, knowing all things, past, present, and future, God says he's a lamb slain before the foundation of the world. Well, that did not exist as far as naturally. Jesus had not been born. Man hadn't even yet failed or sinned. So not even the need for redemption. And yet God said he's a lamb slain before the foundation of the world. So in other words, God has a plan before you showed up. God had a plan before Adam sinned. God had a plan. And part of that plan was Abraham. God would make a covenant with Abraham, and then through his seed he would bring Jesus into the earth. Right? So through his seed he brought Jesus into the earth. Well, God has a plan for your life. In fact, he was thinking about you when he said the lamb slain before the foundation of the world. So he was thinking about you way before you messed up. I'm going to say that again. I said he was thinking about you way before you messed up. So you know he loves you. Oh, you, hadn't even, you haven't even messed it up yet, and, and he loves you. Adam hadn't even uh, uh, sinned against God and Uh, The human race affected by sin uh, hadn't even happened, but God had a plan, and God loved us. God loved us before the foundation of the world. God loved us before we sinned, and so he already had a plan. When Adam messed up, God already had a plan. When Adam sinned, God already had a plan. When you sinned, God already had a plan. And it was a plan of redemption and restoration in your life. How many are glad about that today? Thank you, Jesus. If you're, if you're not so glad, it's because uh, you don't know what I'm talking about. But if you understand the goodness of God and the mercy of God, hallelujah. All right, so God calls those things that are not as though they were. They, they are not yet manifest in the natural, but he calls them so, so God calls the things that are not as though they were. He calls things that do not exist as existing. Revised Standard Version says he calls into existence the things that do not exist. So God's in the business of saying things before they happen. If you look at the Old Testament, it said he said a lot of things about Jesus. And it was a mystery, and even the Apostle Paul called it a mystery throughout the uh, New Testament and uh, referred to it as a a mystery. And so God said it way before it happened. Now, we've looked at Isaiah 53, and God used Isaiah to prophesy concerning Jesus on the cross, and he said, surely he hath. What? What? Is God confused? No. He's calling things that be not as though they were. He says, surely he hath borne our sicknesses. In other words, he calls it so before Jesus actually bore our sicknesses. Surely he hath borne our sicknesses and carried our pains. But he was wounded. So God is fast forwarding. He's seeing ahead and he's declaring it so. And he's speaking of it as if it were already so. Surely he hath borne our sicknesses and carried our pains, but he was wounded. He was wounded. 
He was wounded. It hadn't happened yet, but God calls it as if it were. But he was wounded for our transgressions, bruised for our iniquities. The chastisement of our peace was upon him. Speaking as if it were already done, has not yet happened. Cause those things that be not as they were. And with his stripes we are healed. Again, has not yet happened, but God acts like it has. He speaks as if it were. So in a prophetic word, so to speak, he's declaring things before they happen. And so then, he said it, he said it, he said it, he said it, he did it. And then we say what he did. So then he tells us what he did. About, in and through Jesus. So uh, redemption is about God saying it before it happened, then he made it happen, and then he tells you what happened. And so your faith is saying it before, you, before it happens, declaring it before it happens. You're speaking as if it were already. You're calling things that do not exist as existing. In other words, when it comes to healing, you're saying, I am healed by the stripes that Jesus bore. Now, somebody that doesn't understand faith, they'll say, well, uh, well, you don't look healed. Hallelujah. You don't look healed. Do you feel healed? I didn't ask my body how I felt. I said, I am. Praise God. You don't ask your body how you feel. You tell your body how to feel. Praise God. Thank you, Jesus. I'm not saying, obviously, in some natural sense, sometimes you got to listen to your body because your body tells you you got to rest or your body tells you you got to eat. I mean, no. Some people, they don't wait for their body to tell them, but they just go ahead. (laughs) So so, I'm not talking so extreme that you don't pay attention to natural things that are uh, good for you. Praise the Lord. Your body tells you don't walk across the street because if you do, there's a truck coming. You could die, right? No, your eyes tell you that. So you use your senses and use your brain and use your mind and use your body uh, as a a guidance to some things, right? But yet, you don't let it contradict God's Word and tell you how it's going to be for your life. In other words, you're not going to let your body tell you you're going to die. Or your mind or your natural reason tell you you're going to die or you're not going to live or you're not going to be strong. No, you tell your body. You tell your body you're strong. You tell your mind be strong. You tell your, uh, your, your body, you talk to your body. You talk to your mind. Because if you don't talk to it, somebody else is going to talk to it. I mean, people will talk to your mind. They'll tell you how to feel. They'll tell you what you ought to feel. They'll tell you, how to you what you ought to believe. They're going to tell you. Or the devil, he'll sure accommodate you. He'll tell you that you're going to die soon. You're going to die before your time. You, I mean, in other words, you're going to uh, live a short life or, or you're not going to be healthy or you're not strong. You know, when you don't feel strong, say, I am strong. Talk to your body. Hallelujah. Call those things that be not as though they were. In other words, agree with God. You know, when you talk to your body, it's something about your words that have power. And actually, it sends a message to your central nervous system. And and you receive strength. 
When you say, I am strong, when you say, I'm weak, how many have ever said, I'm so, I feel so tired? How many have noticed that you don't get any stronger while you're saying that? I'm so tired. I'm so tired. You're sinking the whole time you're saying it. But if you say, I'm strong, praise God forever. Thank you, Jesus. I mean, some, sometimes when I'm tired physically, I'll go exercise and it energizes. What happened? I moved the blood. <laughs> the life of the flesh is in the blood. So physically, even mentally, it gives you a boost. Praise God. I can see people getting happy about that right now. So you in the natural can have dominion over your body. Thank you, Jesus. In other words, you don't have to let your natural body tell you everything about the way it's going to be. All right, so he calls those things that be not as what? Though they were. Or he calls things that do not exist as existing. So you can say about your body, I am healed. Because you're, you're basing it on the promise, on the word, right? So the next verse. Who against hope believed in hope? Who against hope believed in hope? That he might become the father of many nations, according to that which was spoken, so shall thy seed be. Against hope he believed in hope that he might become. Now, he just told him that he can become the father of many nations. But he told him before he said that, he said, you have been made. I have made you a father of many nations. So why does he have to become what God said he already was? Because he hasn't yet become it naturally. But in the realm of the spirit, God has already declared it so. Hasn't he? He said, against hope, you got to believe in hope. Against natural hope, in other words, naturally, he had no hope. As we will see as we go along, he's about 100 years old. Sarah's 90. Yeah, that's the way Sarah did. <laughs> yeah. Sarah laughed. Yeah, he... Been a long time, Abe. All right, so. <laughs> right? About 100 years old. Sarah's 90 years old. Not likely. Against hope. Naturally, there's no hope. Praise the Lord. But against hope did what? Believed in hope. Faith is the substance of things what? Hope for. It is the evidence of things not seen. So against natural hope, he believed in hope. So naturally, it was not going to happen. But by faith, it could. And according to God's word, it will. In fact, God has already said it has. Are we teaching the word of God here? All right, so God calls those things that be not as though they were. And he speaks as if it already was. Praise God. So Abraham had to believe God against hope. He had to go against natural hope, 
Natural emotion, natural mind, natural thinking. Natural thinking tells you you're sick. Right? Based on your observation, your feeling, based on perhaps a doctor report, all of the report says you're sick. The Word of God says you are healed. The promise of God, that's why you got to establish what the promise of God is. Praise God. Thank you, Jesus. Thank God for the promise. All right, so our second point, step. Remember, we're following steps. Our second step is believe God's word and speak it boldly. Believe the word of God and speak it boldly. So Abraham believed God against hope. He believed in hope that he might become what God said he already was. So in the realm of the spirit, as far as God is concerned, who his own self bears sins in his own body on the tree, that we being dead to sin should live under righteousness, by whose stripes you were healed. That is a reality. That is not something God's trying to cook up. Oh, you know, you pray and you say, Lord, I'm asking you for healing. He says, well, you know, I, I ran out of that. I'll, I'll have to get, get another batch, you know. I'll work on that today, tomorrow. Maybe by tomorrow afternoon or evening I have that ready for you. No, it's already done. I mean, it's like money in the bank. You go to the bank, you've got money in the bank, you say, I want $100. Okay, you take the money out, and uh, they don't get to say, well, I'm sorry, you don't have any money here. No, if you made a $1,000 deposit and you're asking for $100, you can draw it out anytime, right? So Jesus made a, uh, a healing deposit in eternity, and he said, at any time, you can draw it out in my name. You can ask anything in my name, and I'll give it to you. You can have it. It belongs to you. Healing belongs to you. So by his stripes, you were healed is a reality. We're not trying to make it exist. It does exist in the realm of the Spirit, but we're calling those things that don't exist physically. Are you with me? The things that don't exist physically, we're calling those things into existence in our body. So when we say, by his stripes we are healed, it's money in the bank. We're just going up to the teller, right? If you're it's a person, it's an actual person, you're asking for $100, signing for it, or if it's out of the, you know, at the automatic teller, you just punch people. Punch the buttons or touch the screen, and there you go. Cash comes out. Wouldn't that be wonderful if you could do that with no deposit? I mean, it would visit the bank more often, right? Yeah. But that's not the way it works. Jesus made all the deposit for everyone. He made a deposit so that you can go to the teller. You didn't make the deposit. Jesus made the deposit. But you dare to believe his word, and you dare to go to the bank, so to speak. Go to the Father and say, Father God, I believe I have received, and I'm praising you and thanking you that I am healed by the stripes that Jesus bore. It belongs to me as a child of God. That is God's provision, and I am declaring the and saying what you say about me. Believe God's word and speak it how? Boldly. So you got to have a spirit of faith and boldness about this. You can't be timid about it. You can't just say, well, I don't know. I don't know. I mean, I don't know. I don't know. Maybe it worked for some people. I don't know. I don't know. No, you can't go that way. No, you establish the will of God before you even uh, ask or prayed, right? 
So once you've established that, you've prayed, you've asked, you believe that you have received, you speak God's word. And you speak it with boldness. You believe it in your heart. You say it with your mouth and have a spirit of faith and boldness when it comes to your healing. Because, you know, the reality is there is a thief. Right? There is a thief. His name is the devil. And he'll try to come and suggest to you in your mind. You know, he doesn't come with a, you know, a red hat and a red suit and a pitchfork. <laughs> Hello, I'm the devil. Got a little tails out there. You know, I'm the devil. I'm coming to steal the word from you. But the scripture says he comes immediately to steal. When the word of God is sown in your heart, Mark chapter 4, when the word of God is sown in your heart, he comes immediately to steal the word that was sown in your heart. So it might be a good admonition. You've been hearing the word. Some of you came to the meeting all week long. You've been hearing the word. You've got to know the devil comes to steal the word that was sown in your heart. So you've got to say, nope, I'm not letting him have any of the word. Praise God. I'm going to meditate on the word. I'm holding fast to my confession of the word, and I am declaring the Word of God and the promises of God in my life, and the Word is working in me mightily, and I'm not letting go of the Word. I'm holding fast. Thank you, Jesus. So, it, you know, the devil will put, push the physical feeling button. He'll push the natural reasoning button and tell you that it's not so, and you say, oh, it is so. Yeah, it is so. If there is a God in heaven, there he is. In fact, you know there is because he kicked you out of heaven. So don't be messing with me. Praise God. You mess with me, I'm going to remind you what he said. He said, I beheld Satan fall as lightning from heaven. And he said, behold, I give unto you authority and over all the power of the enemy. So if you start telling me it's not so, I'm going to tell you it is so. I'm going to tell you what God said. But you don't have to wait till the devil starts talking. You need to start talking before he shows up. Come on, start saying what God says and declaring God's word before he even shows up. Thank you, Jesus. You got to beat him to the punch. Thank you, Jesus. You don't have to wait around and say, Devil, you hit me first. If you hit me, I'm going to hit you back. Pow! Now, if you hit me again, if you hit me again, I'm going to hit you back. Pow! Now, I said, you're making me mad now. No, you can't play that game. You go ahead and throw the first punch. You know, if there's a bully in school, the way to uh, knock that out is just go ahead and throw the first punch. When he starts running his mouth and threatening you. So I'm going to beat you. I'm going to do it. You just go ahead and knock him right upside the head, and it's over. Because bullies aren't everything they say they are, you know. <laughs> Praise God. <laughs> Amen. <laughs> they just talk a big game. So the devil just talks a big game. He tells you what he's going to do, what he's going to do, what he's going to do. Listen, you gotta you gotta quit thinking the devil did this, the devil's doing this, the devil, the devil, the devil, the devil, the devil, the devil. You say, no, God, 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 hallelujah, God is bigger than the devil. Greater is he that is in me than he that is in this world. Rather than magnifying the devil and what the devil is doing, what the devil's gonna do. You say, You shut up, devil. I know in whom I have believed, I am persuaded he's able to keep that which I've committed unto him. I'm believing God's word. I'm believing 
standing in the promises of God. Hallelujah. You say, the devil did something. Well, we're going to stop it. Hallelujah. We're going to stop it. Resist the devil and he will flee from you. Let your belief system be based on the Word of God rather than religious persuasion. Because I've been around church all my life. You know, I had some people, oh, the devil, the devil, the devil. And I've had that feeling myself. The devil's devil, 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 devil. You're afraid. It's fear. It's the devil. He puts fear in your mind, fear in your thoughts, and then you start agreeing with those words. You know, it's like this. This guy was giving a testimony years ago, and he said it this way. He said, uh, the devil's been after me all day. Bless his holy name. He got God and the devil confused, you know. There's a lot of Christians got God and the devil confused. No, we need to agree with God's word. We need to say the same thing. Say what God says. And if God says you're healed by the stripes that Jesus bore, then you say what God says. Speak it boldly. Hallelujah. Don't be ashamed. Don't be cowering back. Don't be timid about it. Just go ahead and be bold and be strong in the Lord and say what God says about you. When you talk that way, it'll change the way you think. And when you talk that way, way the devil says I can't work that long on that person I, I, I gotta find somebody that'll start listening to me fear is very subtle just a little suggestion oh well you know what you're thinking you're thinking about it again you're sinking while you're thinking you're thinking well maybe 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 Oh, I wonder, I wonder. Well, you know, you didn't sunk down into unbelief and despair. Praise God. But if you dare to say, no, I will speak God's word boldly. You don't let the devil just work on your mind and work on your mind. Because sometimes, you know, it's a natural thought and reasoning, but sometimes it's a demon spirit. That, and I'm not trying to make you afraid. No, you have authority over demons. That's what I'm telling you. So, and sometimes that thing will just keep pressing on your mind, keep pressing on your mind. And I'll tell you, you better address that thing because he'll tell you you're going to die of cancer, you're going to die of liver disease, you're going to die of this, you're going you're gonna to be crippled, you're going to be this, you're, you're going to have this pain the rest of your life. You say, no, I am not. Oh, no, oh, no, oh, no, oh, no, no, I am not. It is not that way. Fear is subtle. It's a lie. It's a spirit, and it'll get on your mind and keep pressing on a person's mind that this is the way it is. I say, no, that is not the way it is. It is. He that comes to God must believe that he is and that he is a what? Rewarder of those that diligently seek him. I'm preaching better than you amen right now. I said fear is a spirit. Fear is the spirit, and it'll get on your mind, and the devil keep pressing, pressing, pressing. Hey, but I'm pressing back. <laughs> Who against hope believed in hope that he might become what God said he was. Oh, Jesus. I said against hope, believed in hope that he might become what God already said he was or she was. What God says about you is true. It is not something we're just trying to make it up. It's not all on you. It's all on him. Hallelujah. I mean, it's already done. It's in the bank. You're just going to the teller and say, it's mine. Hallelujah. <laughs> Hallelujah to Jesus. Glory. Glory, 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 
Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. Same way with blessing or prosperity. You know, the devil put the pressure on. Oh, you didn't do enough. You didn't do enough. You didn't do enough. You better do that. Do, 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 you do, 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 do. He said, wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute. I want you to understand something here. God is bigger than you are. And the Word of God says, you got to get the Word in your heart and in your mouth. Praise God. If you have to, turn the cell phone off. Just for 10 minutes to just say, hey. Me and God are going to talk for a minute here. Hallelujah. Me and Jesus are going to have a conversation. Praise the Lord. You say, what if something happens? Really? Something's always happening. Praise the Lord. (laughs) If you get with God for 15 minutes, 20 minutes, 30 minutes, I'll tell you something will happen. I said, if you get with God 15, 20, 30 minutes, something will happen. It'll be something that'll turn the tide. It'll be something that'll turn the tables on the enemy. Hallelujah. The enemy of your soul. Thank God forever. So God calls those things that be not. And you're, you happen to be his child. Hallelujah. So what are you going to do? You're going to act like the daddy. Your, your daddy. I mean, you got his genes. Praise God. I mean, truly, you have his genes. You have the Father's genes on the inside of you. You're born of God. You're, you have God's seed remaining on the inside of you. You might as well just train your mind to act like who you are. I said, you might as well train your mind to act like who you are. You are who God says you are. Oh, praise God. I'm preaching myself happy. Praise the Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Poor preacher can't even enjoy your own preaching. (laughs) Oh, boy. But I love the Word. How many love the Word today? Thank God for the promises of God. Hallelujah to Jesus. Y'all listen so good, I'm not getting through my points. But that's all right. I'll be back. Hallelujah. That's one good thing about pastoring. I'll be here again. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. I can say the end, and it's not really the end. Thank God for the word. Amen. Somebody say, God is good. So be bold. Be strong, for the Lord your God is with you. Hallelujah. Believe God's word. Believe the promise of God and speak it boldly. I said, believe God's word and speak it boldly. Hallelujah to Jesus. Hallelujah to Jesus. Hallelujah to Jesus. Hallelujah to Jesus. Somebody say it. I am healed by the stripes that Jesus bore. Say it again. I am healed. (laughs) Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Now, I know all of you like it when you get your paycheck and you got some money in the bank. How many like that? Come on. If you don't like that. We're going to pray for you. Say, well, maybe I haven't experienced it. Well, you're going to. Hallelujah. But think about it. You have some money in the bank, and you didn't have so much before, and you got the money in the bank. How many get happy about it? I mean, 
you can be happier when you got the money to take care of business, right? Take care of your business. Be blessed. Every promise of God, all the promises of God in Him are yes and amen. So I, I just want you to just take healing the same way. Thank you, Jesus. It's just another promise. It's just another provision. Hallelujah. How many are glad when you receive something in your life and you just say, God, you are amazing. You are so good. Hallelujah. You've been so good to me. Thank you, Jesus. I mean, look at you. I know you smile when you have that grandbaby in your arms, right? Look at you. It, it just, it's just the goodness of God. Am I talking to you today? I said it's just the goodness of God. Whatever the goodness of God is manifest, whatever way the goodness of God is manifested in your life, you're so thankful. But you know you don't have to wait. Oh, Jesus. You don't have to wait till you see it. You can go ahead and in advance say it because you believe it. Believe God's word and speak it boldly. And you can have so much joy before you even see that manifestation. When the manifestation shows up, you say, God, you are amazing in your goodness and in your grace in my life. Thank God. Faith is not just believing when you see. Faith is believing before you see. I said faith is not just believing when you see. Faith is believing before you see. Hallelujah. 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 There ought to be something you could shout about right now. I said, there ought to, there ought to be something. I mean, go ahead. Mm, my Jesus. Hallelujah to Jesus. I, there ought to be something you could, you could go ahead and in advance shout about the, the goodness of God in the grace of God and the mercy of God and the promises of God and the word of God fulfilled in your life. The promise of God fulfilled in your life. Hallelujah. 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 Thank God forever. I don't know. I, I don't know. I do know this. I, I, I believe somebody stirred in their heart about this. Listen to me now. Somebody stirred in your heart about starting your own business. Somebody stirred in your heart about starting your own business. If you're stirred in your heart, you got to believe God. Trust God. Yeah, it's a challenge, but against hope. But against hope. You believe in hope. Hallelujah. Against natural. You say, I believe in the supernatural. Against what would naturally say, you can't do it. Say, oh, no, the God of heaven, he will prosper me. Hallelujah. God is a good God, and he'll help me. 